You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, this is episode 56 of Leading and Learning, and today we're talking about what is God's plan for the world today. As we move deeper and deeper into the new millennium, many Christians are asking questions. What is God doing today? Does God have a new strategy for reaching the world today? Are these the last days? Is Jesus coming back in our generation? Well, that question about whether or not these are the last days will probably um, deserve deserves its own episode on leading and learning. But as far as what's God doing in the world today, that is a question that we can talk about. You know, with all the modern technology Uh, Does God have a new strategy to reach people with the message of His love? Um, Is the Holy Spirit working in new ways in this new millennium? You know, as a missionary in Brazil, strategy is something that we talk about a lot. What is the best way for reaching this country? But you know, a better question might be to ask, what were Jesus' final instructions before leaving earth? You know, when we look at what he told his followers, he said, "Um, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that's Matthew 28, 18 to 20. You know, when we look at what Jesus told his first followers, we find that his strategy and plan really hasn't changed. The Lord entrusted his work to those he left behind, and they in turn would preach the gospel and train others who would continue this cycle. Uh, In reality, the message of Christianity hasn't changed in 2,000 years people still must respond to Christ by faith and begin a relationship with Him. Just as the early disciples followed Jesus and called Him Lord, so all of His followers have done throughout history. Now, while the message of Christ hasn't changed, the methods used to deliver this message change regularly. I mean, think about it. The Apostle Paul endured many hardships in 2 Corinthians 11, he, he gives a list of things that he endured for the gospel um, as he traveled throughout the Roman Empire. He talks about sh- being shipwrecked three times. He talks about being robbed. He talks about the, the dangers that he went through on the road. He talks about the beatings that he endured. Um, it was a tough life being a missionary in the first century. But you know, today, someone can leave their home and be on the other side of the world within 24 hours. A personal example of of this was uh, a number of years ago, I was invited to preach in a remote area in India. Um, I conducted pastoral training courses for a week with almost 200 indigenous pastors. And these classes took place in the morning. 
And then my afternoons were devoted to speaking at uh, a number of rural house churches. And in the evenings, uh, I was preaching in open-air evangelistic meetings. All in all, I preached or taught about 25 times in a week and a half before I got on a plane and went back to the U.S. to my day job. So, so technology has definitely created opportunities for, for the church to use to spread the good news of Christ. Many churches and Christian organizations are using television, radio, the internet to send the Christian message into hard-to-reach hard countries. You know, there are so many countries that are closed to the gospel. Uh, North Korea, for example, the, the regions such as North Africa, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, even China. It's closed to, to, to missionary activity. But these countries cannot keep out Christian television and Christian radio signals. And they can't keep websites. Um, they, it's tough to block all the Christian websites that are bringing the gospel into those nations. Modern technology also allows the message of Christ to be preached in other parts of the world in cost-saving ways. I've had the privilege of preaching to churches in Australia and in Brazil via Skype while sitting in my office in the U.S. They set up computers, they set up monitors so I could watch the, the crowd while I preached, and I was able to deliver a message um, to, to, like I say, Australia and into Brazil um, using Skype. Now, of course, there's nothing like face-to-face -face encounters, and I love uh, when I'm preaching and teaching. I, I love being able to see people and talk to them and, and engage them face-to-face, -face. but there is, uh, there is something to be said for um, uh, cutting down on the travel cost and also the time constraints. You know, the reality is it's, it's tough, especially for a small church or a small Christian organization to, to fly somebody in from another country. But the medium of Skype allows them to tap into somebody else's uh, time and talent and um, get their, uh, uh, allow them to minister in that foreign country as well. So it's a great thing. I've also spoken with and encouraged Christians in Pakistan via Skype. So it's a great tool. It's a great tool to use to, uh, to preach, teach, and encourage. And I think you're going to see much, much more of this um, as we move deeper into the new millennium. But you know, the church is still God's primary vehicle of bringing salvation to the world. A vibrant local church is the best tool for reaching communities. In this new millennium, there seems to be a growing awareness of the need to plant more churches. People are starting to realize more and more that there's nothing like having a healthy local church in a community to reach that community. And of course, better systems and better methods are always being developed to make church planning more effective. But no matter how good our methods are, the bottom line is that the church has to be filled with the Holy Spirit and those church members and the leaders have to take the love of Christ into their communities. God expects us to do the work. He's entrusted the kingdom message to us. You know, one of the things that shifted dramatically in the area of foreign missions is the idea of the Westerner traveling to another country and then doing all the work. More and more missionaries are coming alongside and empowering the locals to reach their own people. In Brazil, for example, it makes so much more sense for a Brazilian 
to lead the church plant and pastor the church. Um, we can provide training, coaching, mentoring. Um, we can be an ear uh, for, to, to listen. We can offer advice and counsel. But a Brazilian is going to understand the people, the culture, and the language better than we ever will. Now, as we remember Jesus' last command to us, let us not forget what he told his followers just before his ascension. He said, but when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that was Acts 1.8. A Spirit-filled church is going to be the tool that God uses to reach this generation. Well, now it's your turn. How do you see God moving in our generation? Go to davidspell.com and leave your question or your comment in the comment section for today's post. I'd love to hear what you think about this important topic. Well, now it's time for this week's resource highlight. And I just mentioned my website, davidspell.com, where you can leave your comment or your question. But um, I want to highlight my website this week as my resource highlight. You know, my website is the best way to stay connected to what Annie and I are doing in Brazil, as well as, as, well as to have access to all of my content. I write about leadership, Bible topics, fitness, and so much more. I would love for you to subscribe as a subscriber, we'll be able to connect on a deeper level, and you won't miss any content. It'll just come right into your inbox. Subscribers also receive my free monthly subscribers-only newsletter. And uh, don't forget, I publish three posts a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Wednesday, of course, is the podcast. So subscribe, and if you, you haven't spent much time at davidspell.com, I encourage you to go there, check it out, subscribe, and join the family. Now, until next time, I'm encouraging you to pursue your passion.